Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Can we not have the alerts very loud on your... Yeah, I'm not sure. You're not sure? Not sure. Settings. Here we go. I've got settings. That's the podcast Are you suggesting I don't know how to control this... um... (laughs) Yeah, because we're doing a podcast and your iPad's just made incredibly loud noise. Bang, bang, bang. It's Apple, isn't it? What about your phone? Have you turned your phone off, dear? Yeah. What do I do now? Uh, (laughs) Right. Here's the settings. You just turn the sound down on the clicker. I have turned the sound down. Yeah, just turn the ringer down to nothing. Oh, it's just come up again, though. That's because I've just turned it down. It's because I pressed the button. Can you put it on airplane mode? That might be. Yeah, that might be better. Airplane mode. Yeah, but then I forget to do. I forget to put it back again. Well, you won't forever, will you? It's not going to be like in three weeks' time. You're going. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with this iPad. Like you'll remember, or we'll remind you. Also, there's the little airplane that's in the top. Yeah, there's, there's an actual airplane symbol. Can you see it? Oh yes. Yeah, unbelievably, that's that's the sign for that airplane mode. It's in airplane mode. Yeah. Well, I never knew that. What does Steve Hill say, Ellie? Every day's a learning day. Every day's a learning day, that's Every right. Every day's a school Oh, day. look, that apple of art told me about my trip round the uh, sculpture park in... Um... What noise is that making now? Well, because it shows you... It shows you. We're doing a podcast. I don't want to look at a collage of your holiday in San Gimignano in 2018. Oh, stop now. Oh, Jesus. Maybe let's put the iPad upstairs. Or in the bin <laughs> with you. <laughs> I want to turn it off. Please do. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I've got the finger Just, power. Yeah, put it on airplane mode. You no, don't need to. Slides to power off. All right. Fine. So you can mate. shut up. Right. I tell you what. It was a long two weeks, mate. <laughs> Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast with your hosts Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. I am delighted, Ellie, because we have a very special guest today. Oh, yes. A return, as we like, have a returning guest. It is, of course, your father, Jim. Hello, readers. Hello, readers. Hello, readers. This is wonderful that you're back again. We're going to have a very special podcast. Ellie and Jim go to Antarctica. Yeah. Readers, did you know when I was there... I saw a, a Weddell seal oh, on God. one iceberg. I've already done this joke on Instagram as well, but okay, go on. No, for anyone who's this is a see podcast. It. Not everybody watches. Some this people are, uh, consume multiple formats of media. <laughs> Can I just tell the joke? All right. 
Let's start with a dad's joke. Yeah. Jim. Now, I saw a Weddell seal. Actually, this is a visual joke, but it'll work. I saw a Weddell seal on one iceberg. Then I went past, I saw a, a leopard seal on another iceberg. Mm-hmm. And then we went past another iceberg, which had four seals on it. Yeah. And all these seals were nodding their heads like that. Yeah. And those were the seals of approval. Hey, readers, I still got it, and I... As I say, it was a long two weeks in Antarctica. You can understand how people go mad and stab each other over like a chess game in Antarctica <laughs> because, you know, I, I think those people should be let off. I do not think they should go to prison. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, it's a jolly start to the podcast. But Wonderful. Yes, we've been to Antarctica and we, we survived. We're back. Absolutely Helen. excellent. It was a joy to watch. I don't know if anyone else um, was as captive. I mean, I was obviously captivated by every story, but you had an incredible adventure together. Oh, we did. As daughter... And father, mm. who knew? And and you, you I mean, you, you're still talking now. You're in each other's company. Yeah. Yes, and we are, and we are. We have been allowed to leave Argentina, Helen, which at one point um, looked iffy. Let's just say that because Dad uh, nearly got me arrested at Buenos Aires Airport. You didn't get arrested. So let me set the scene for you, Helen. <laughs> let me set the scene. I've been on a boat in Antarctica. Yeah. I've just spent two days crossing the Drake Passage, which is a very, very choppy mm. bit of sea, very uh-huh. dangerous. That takes you back to a shire in the, right in the south of Argentina, right at the tip. And then you have to fly to Buenos Aires. And then we had to wait around all day, uh, which was actually fine because we just ate steak and drank Malbec. So it was fine. Um, and then um, we're having a beer at the bar, waiting for the plane. And in London, cut to London, Pete, my husband, gets a phone call from airport security in Buenos Aires because he's listed as my emergency contact saying, yeah. we need your wife to come to airport security immediately. So, yeah, I go and see the man. And here's what happened. When we went to check in, the man said to us, have you got any battery packs, any lithium packs in your, in your bag? And what did you say? No, but he you didn't said specifically no. say lithium packs, otherwise I'd, I would have But what do you think other battery packs are made of? No, well, I Ketchup? Th- <laughs> I don't know, but if he'd have said lithium, I would have remembered I had a lithium pack. So, technically you were lying. Yeah. yeah. So now, so now not only has he got a battery pack in his, in his hold luggage that yeah. they found, because they've x-rayed it, but they've also are accusing us of lying to them, which is not an unreasonable accusation because what Dad did was lie to them. So that's fair. So, but then they go like, <laughs> so then they go, uh, right? Well, Miss Gibson, um, we're going to need you to come with us, which is just words you really want to hear in an airport, oh, especially if it's in a country where you don't speak the language. And oh. I was like, well, it's actually his bag, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, but it's in your name. You check the bags in, so you've got to come with us. Bring your passport, bring your boarding pass. And there was a... Obviously, I didn't think, you know, I was going to really go to the chair. But there was a point at which I thought, this might really fuck me. This might be a bad scene, man. No, no, no. That wouldn't happen. The whole point was, I actually, readers, this is... I thought, we need some copy for the podcast, some interesting stories. Some copy. Some interesting stories (laughs) to tell. So, it's a very small... Uh, lithium, what do you call it's it? not at all. A lithium battery it's, pack. It's a normal-sized battery pack. Well. And I was like, so the man's like, yes, uh, you've got to come with me. And I was like, well, do, do you not want my dad at least to come with, with us? And he's like, no, no. And I was like, right, so I'm going to go on my own now, it's waiting right. for you to go, no, please, don't take my only daughter. 
out of my sight. I must stand by her side at all times. This all is right, my then. fault, officer. I'm yes, just... exactly. That's exactly what you said. How did you guess, Helen? <laughs> Righto. She'll be right. I've just She's ordered a, a beer. Cookie. You had just ordered a beer, yes. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. In um, your defence. So he went back to the bar... I went into the bowels of the airport, which is quite exciting, actually. I've never mm. been like to that bit of a... Yeah. It is a bit like a prison. Everything's mm. grey and scary, and there are lots of men in uniform. Very and welcoming. And it's unpleasant. And I got to see the big conveyor belt where they get all the suitcases off. Mm. And then they were like, OK, we've got to take the battery thing out. And we opened your suitcase, and you had packed, like, a three-year-old throwing Lego into a bin. Like, it was just... Like there's a pair of pants here. There's just like three strepsils rolling around. Just a tube of antiseptic cream. Just like like we couldn't find the battery pack, and the men had to X-ray the suitcase again because it was either that or take literally everything out of the suitcase because it was so badly packed. So they had to X-ray the suitcase again. Oh, everyone's having a wonderful us, time. We found your thing. Also, speaking of pants, how many pairs of pants did you bring for our two-week trip? Ah, oh, I'd like to tell the readers about this. I always do. However many days they are. Plus Two. Exactly. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. Yeah. I would say. But They're I, tiny and they weigh nothing. I'm perfectly capable of washing them and hanging them in the next It's a pain in the ass. So you, you, it sounds like a really jolly time, lads. Yeah. Yes. Well, we've been talking for 10 minutes. We haven't actually talked about anything about actual Antarctica. Do no, you want to know anything about it? What we've talked about track? is how much luggage Ellie had to I did, take. I did have a lot of luggage. I, I, I very much enjoyed seeing the preparations for Antarctica online. There was a lot of... Because you weren't, you weren't just thinking about, you know, what you're wearing. You were thinking about entertainment. You took backgammon. But we played a lot of backgammon, yeah. actually. That's a lovely thing. Yes. Yeah. So I, I won, was it £1.05? I've got it written down on my WhatsApp. I think I, I think you owe me £1.15. Yeah. Yeah. So so you you guys, now you've you're seasoned travellers together. You, you've had many, many trips. Well, many with you. Yes, yeah. exactly right. So you've done like coast to coast walks. Obviously, you we've mentioned on the podcast before, your childhood, Ellie, was filled with many walks and many yeah. adventures together. Yeah. I was actually going to go back, Jim, and ask you, where did your love for adventure come from? Why do you like doing this shit? Oh, because I'm a jolly rambler. I've always been a jolly rambler. Have My mum and dad used to take me on jolly rambles. Uh-huh. And... Uh, my dad used to get very annoyed because he bought the evening news on a Thursday. He hated the evening news because he was a communist, but he bought it on a Thursday. Okay. And uh, because eighty percent communist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it was in in the evening news was a column by a man called Field Fair. Yes. And it was always a little circular walk, mm. and he would spend because I'm a Fortnite. The evening news was Fortnite then. Yeah. It's quite a lot of money, mm. and the field fair column would usually be would either be Surrey which he could go to because the southern region trains or it could be Buckinghamshire or Berkshire or the Chilterns yeah. and he he said and he used to come home and say oh, I've bought the field fair I've bought the evening stand and it's in bloody Buckinghamshire again <laughs> <laughs> the the key thing is to find a pub Halfway round. <laughs> this is what I was this going is, to. This, this is, is what I was going to ask because I want to find the essence of why you and Ellie travel so well together. Why are one you... man's ramble is another man's pub crawl? That's yes, what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what we're saying. No, only you... one pub. You don't need several pubs. Yeah, but you have several pints in it. Yeah, yeah. But when what... we did the coast to coast, we walked 192 miles across Britain, mm. and that was a pub crawl. That was basically from cream tea to pie to pint to 
tea to pie to pie. You walked it off, didn't you? It was 192 (laughs) miles. But there's a terrible experience I had last year on a very, very hot day. Yeah. I identified the pub halfway round on the Ordnance Survey map. Mm. And thought, right, that is the pub where I'm going to have my pint halfway round. It was very, very hot. I won't carry water because I'm going to have a pint. Of- <laughs> Amazing! So sensible. Amazing! Stay tuned for Can the top just- tips. <laughs> I won't carry water on this exercise, on this, on this walk, because I'm going to drink alcohol. <laughs> so I don't need any water to hydrate myself. Because I'm going to dehydrate myself with alcohol. No, no. If it's very, if it's very hot, what? And on a very hot day, no, they don't need to carry water on the tube. Cider cuts through your thirst. Well, it's got alcohol in it. <laughs> alcohol dehydrate. Do you not know this? You're 76. It's like alcohol. a sponge. <laughs> Have you? Ne- you never woken up after a night of drinking a little bit thirsty? No. It dehydrates you. Well, the point cider is, is not. It's, it's not a liquid, Ellie. Shut up. <laughs> When I got <laughs> the, the point is, Lucas I was ain't... very thirsty. I just, oh, yeah. I bet you were. Oh, uh, you don't want to. I mean, I just so I had some Magnus in. Sport. <laughs> so I just licked some sand. Yes, no, oh. I happen to know oh, that this pub, this pub sold a very good drop of clergyman. Electrolyzed strongbow. <laughs> it was. Anyway, nice. cut to the chase. Yeah. So when I got to the pub, the sign was still up, but it looked a bit dilapidated. Oh no! And a bit closed. A bit, bit sort of needed a bit of paint, and then a bloody pigeon flew out of the window of the door <laughs> that I was just about to go in. Right. So, so you, as so a, a, that a, pub was a deconsecrated pub. Deconsecrated. Jimbo, <laughs> there is a thing called the internet, right? So you, yeah. you, you went by the ordnance survey rather than go. I know it'll take me twenty-five seconds to just double check if the pub is open. Look, I'll base my yeah. whole health and hydration the, yeah. based on a map. The ordnance survey map <laughs> I have downloaded. It's the up-to-date ordnance survey. Yeah, but it doesn't have the pub opening times on it. It's a map. It had the letters PH. Do you know what the letters PH? Yes, public, public house. But I would check if it was open. I would check. He the knows that moment. now. How did you survive, did you, Jim? How did you sadly survive? Well, I went and asked a woman for a drink. What? Where? Huh? What? In the house next door. I said, look, I'm terribly sorry. I'm very thirsty. <laughs> I'd have thought you were a murderer 100% or just slammed the door no, in your face. No, she, she... I'll tell you something I'll be like, else. who goes on a walk without a drink, you no, idiot? I'll tell you something else. You're a liar, else. you're a murderer. She went and brought me a proper plastic, you know, the plastic bottle with a special thing that lifts up so you can a drink A water her. bottle. Yes, yeah. Dad, we're familiar with that. That's what, that's what normal people who drink water... Yeah, that's she, what they call them. They call them water to, bottles. She gave it to me. Drink bottle, if and, you prefer. Yeah, full of water. With water? some ice in it. And it was wow. the first time you'd ever tasted it. No. So pure, so clean. So quenching. She said, she said, I said, oh, thank you very much. Because I'm an old, uh, thank you very much. I'm an old man. I'm 70 years old. Oh, good of you, good of you to say that. Because she was, she was going, goodness me, I thought you were doing your Duke of Edinburgh. Anyway, and I said, uh, and what oh, I will do is when I complete the walk, I'll make sure you get this bottle. Mm, yes, nice. other people's spit. Was, and she said, no, that's okay. You can keep the bottle because it's. She got it from Mercedes Benz. Right. Had <laughs> Mercedes Benz house. You can keep. Oh, she had a bottle or two then. Now she, yeah. if she's getting free water bottles from Mercedes Benz, she's she, yeah, she well, can give you spare water. They all got a bit more money in the 
Chilton's. I did actually get the train across, you see. I did because right. I've got my Freedom Pass. So that's nice cool. bit of detail there. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, oh, so, so you kept the Mercedes-Benz yeah, water bottle. And have still... you used it since on your walks? Only on very hot days. Because you've got to carry the damn thing. That's, <laughs> that's Yeah, that's how water works. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to say, if she is listening... <laughs> To that lady, thank you so much for taking pity on a poor old alcoholic stumbling through the Chilterns. Beer! With no... Beer! Yes, not so much as half a bottle of Jameson's to hydrate himself with. Thank you so much, Broken dear Britain! Yeah. Exactly. The Ordnance Survey says... Yeah, it did. It even had, oh besides the letter PH, oh, God it, had, it had a little blue... Uh, Tankard, yeah. yeah, amazing. Tankard, 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 Tankard. Tankard. Must be my Tankard. So it must have been very recently. I require some mead. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. Give me some mead in my Tankard. <laughs> well, look, you've painted yourself uh, into a corner. Well. <laughs> Based a lovely picture of your words with what yeah. a responsible, well, you know, researched, experienced uh, adventurer you were. <laughs> Fast forward a year, you get a phone call from your daughter saying, mm. I've got this idea, Dad. What happened? How did you two end up in Antarctica? You were going to come at one point. I was. Readers, I, w- I was going to go in the beginning, but I had a, I had a bit of a wobble because I've got this thing. I've got to, I've got to write a book. And, uh, and I also, I, I just thought, Actually, I don't know if I can have another... As a single parent, I was having a lot of time away from the children, so I, I had a bit of mum guilt as well. Mm. And I thought, I will stay at home. And then Ellie had the very clever idea to replace me with you. Mm. Well, I think that is an excellent idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked out rather well. When I heard that you were going to go, I just thought, what a bloody awesome thing to do. But you, you were good. Yes, you didn't want to go at first, because you thought you'd be like... Hacking across crevasses on metal ladders and like eating life huskies and pemmican and shit. I mean, I thought it was all about going outside the tent and being gone for some time and well, coming back again. If I, you know? Would that it were, I thought to myself many a time. <laughs> would that it was Come still on, that Dad. way. I'll take you on a little trip. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, pack light. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to survive. My whole life ahead of you. four pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been all right on that, though. I'm used to that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd have been yeah. all right on that. They weren't all right on that. They all died. Captain Scott died. What makes you think you would have survived where Captain Scott didn't survive? He didn't have a, a special polar overcoat, a rough balance boat overcoat. I had to make you buy a special coat for Antarctica because you went and bought one for, like, twenty nine ninety nine from Mountain Warehouse. It was basically made out of paper. No, that wasn't that wasn't uh, that that one w- wasn't made out of paper, but it was it wasn't goose down. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. It wasn't any good. It wasn't fit for purpose. No, no. no. You flew into Buenos Aires and then to that lovely place called Ushuaia. Ushuaia. Yeah. Ushuaia. Ushuaia. And you met a postman. Met a lovely postman. So the southernmost tip uh, of the Americas is the southernmost post office. Um, and it's like something of like a Wes Anderson film. It's just a little shed, and there's this man in it with enormous whiskers. Carlos, I think it is, lives. Um, he lives on a, an island called Redonda down there, which is 500 square meters in size or something. And he's declared it an anarchist republic and himself the prime minister. Um, and he just sits in this post office. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just sits in this post office all day, standing in the president's postcards. Yeah. <laughs> 
fucking brilliant. Unbelievably good. He's got no mandate from the electorate, has he? Really? Yes, there isn't an electorate. I don't think. No, I think just it's just him. Himself. It's just him and the penguins. Mm. So fantastic. So he he was brilliant. I had a little chat with him. He was lovely. And then yeah, and then we got on the boat, the big boat, and. Went off and yeah, two days on the Drake Passage, feeling a bit sick. So that's um, like the choppy seas that gets you to Antarctica. Bit, yeah. yeah, and that's the first time because you you know when you so the boat sort of leaves in the evening, right? And it's all very calm and mm. it's all lovely, and then you wake up the next day and you're like in the middle of the sea, which I know again sounds obvious, but no, there's like but there's something else. In the sea, yeah, and then there's looking out the window and seeing literally nothing in yeah. any direction like not not even icebergs let alone animals or birds or land or like just just and it's really choppy mm. and you do sort of go oh, if this was okay. a radio program we would say we were right up drake's passage at that this point if we <sighs> wanted to anyway the, the point is readers that when we um get when you get into drake's passage you just it goes on and on and on. The ship goes from side to side like a Tommy Cooper sketch, you know. And you're because like, oh, you oh. contemporary you, reference for the kids yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, right. So you because I I was surprised you went on back on a boat because didn't Ellie send you on a boat to the Northern Lights and and you were like not my not my vibe. Oh no, that was when him. I sent him on a nice trip with Mum to see the Northern Lights, but they didn't see them. But him and Mum booked themselves on a cruise up Norway, and they booked the cheapest cabin on the boat. Top, obviously. top deck, yeah. Uh, no bottom. Bottom deck. Oh, so bottom so you've got no, no windows. windows. No Fucking, windows. And so you're in a rocking coffin, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Did you know, Helen? You probably did because we've had a lot of conversations in the last ten years. Did you know that our family has a seafaring history? No, tell me more. Mm. So your granddad, my, my great granddad yeah, James, yeah, your namesake. Yeah, yeah, he was a sailor, wasn't he, Dad? He was. He was. He was. He told me that he'd visited every country in the world. <laughs> and how unlike a Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> in the world well he probably didn't Montenegro no he probably didn't go to Uganda because that's landlocked yeah but good because he was a ship's carpenter if you're a ship's carpenter you're absolutely you can't leave a port without having a ship's carpenter no essential and so he was always he could always find a job even in the sort of 20s and 30s everyone needs shelves even pirates everyone needs a shelf putting up now and again wow so so yeah so he went to Shang, well, where did he actually go? That we know that he actually did go. I think he just went to China and back, didn't he? No, he he, he, he went to he went to places that were Isle of Wight. <laughs> listen, when you were nine years old, and he told me these places, they were all pretty exotic as far as I was well, concerned. Well, like what? Oh, you know, uh, Port Side. Oh, I don't yeah, know where that is. Uh, That's the he, side of the boat. Well. It's, no, it's at the top side. of the um, Suez Canal. He went there. Oh, all right. Uh, went to America. America? America, that's what he said. Oh. Right across to America. Uh, he went all over the world. Oh. Uh, I don't I mean, I don't think he had any reason to tell me any old bullshit. I mean, he told you that he'd visited every country in the world. That is bullshit. He might have done it. <laughs> If you're a ship's carpenter, you are indispensable to the whole Austria. That's landlocked. Yeah, so okay, yeah. so that's so if you're not counting landlocked countries, Australia? that's not every country in the world. Every Zealand? country with a coastline. He probably went. That's a different sentence. That's a completely different claim. There's 195 <laughs> countries in the world. Amazing. And he 
And there's 44 of them are landlocked. So you're still claiming that he went to 150... Right. All right, you can leave out Uganda and Austria then. <laughs> Everything else is covered. Right, yeah. great. But yes, and he bought, and, and the story goes that he bought, in China, he bought a China tea set for his sweetheart back mm. in South Shields. And then when, she, when he got home, Helen, she'd gone off with someone else. <gasps> and he threw the China tea set in the sea because ah. in those days they didn't know about turtles choking on china tea sets there also or... there weren't a lot of turtles in south shields even then dad but we threw it overboard in the south china sea oh what did he get a letter or something saying that he she'd... got a letter oh. saying I'll that she, yeah and, and he bought this, this <sighs> because he was coming back from china which is where he bought the china, china tea set, tea set. Yeah. Mm. I've, I've got that plot point thank you yeah, yeah he threw it into the south china sea but that was the same granddad who we've talked about on a previous podcast had a dog called chippy who oh. it's claimed could put himself on the bus and take himself to the sea that, right? so they, and, and the one who made his shoplift in the, the giant state, the very one he the was one nifty wasn't he he was, he was from the shipyard yeah, yeah. oh he's good yeah. old james i know he had no bum it's, it just went straight down. Yeah. Just, and I've never seen anybody quite like that. Had no no bum. What an amazing story from history. What a wonderful way for it. I'm sure that's how I'd like to be remembered. What? For the shape of You've got a bum. Yeah. Yeah, Ellie's got a great bum. Um, <laughs> didn't get that Didn't get from him. No. Didn't get from him. No. no. Somewhere no. else. God. So anyway, back to Antarctica. So yeah, um, so you, you, you arrived. You, you I wish I was. <laughs> quality time with Carlos. And then, and yeah. off you went through the passage. And then, what? So, what was it like when you hit Antarctica proper? Well, then there was this magic moment where then we we woke up again. Yeah. So you travel at night, woke up, and it, the boat was just still, and it just wasn't rocking, oh. and it was feeling of like Christmas morning, like mm. it was just very quiet and sort of. And I couldn't wait to sort of open my curtains, and it was like, and then yeah, there was just this huge sort of ice shelf. It was just one of the best things I've ever seen by about a million Incredible. miles and I have seen the Catford cat Helen the big fiberglass cat you have. so many you've, times absolutely yeah. you've seen all the things but so what was it like actually on the boat because you it was you and then the other travellers but who else was it, was it were there like scientists and there's a load of scientists and expedition leaders and PhD students well I went out on the actual science boat shut was, up it was a science boat and what was amazing was they put in a thing which enabled you to take a sample of water mm-hmm. from various depths. In... Uh, otherwise known as a bucket in a technical No, term. it was not a bucket. <laughs> it was a special thing because they have to take it from different depths. And then they said, now we're going to go back. We went back on the boat yeah. and you can look in the microscope. Yeah, water's still cold. Well yeah. done, Jeff. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Very wet. What they <laughs> showed on the microscopic slides... <laughs> Well, it's phytoplankton. Phytoplankton. Who would have thought and, it? Unbelievable. And krill. And krill. Like, and krill. Yeah. <laughs> what a krill. That's what, what whales eat. Yeah. <laughs> whales eat krill. Yes. We and, know. Yeah. And We've watched Finding Nemo. <laughs> I just thought to myself, what would be the statistical chance of this particular phytoplankton that we're looking at on this microscope finding itself on this slide? Yes. I mean, what would be statistically, that's how he's ending his day on that yeah. particular oh, day. Science. As opposed to all the other several million yeah. phytoplankton yes. and krill. And he was basically on the telly, the equivalent oh. of getting a telly part, really. You know, <laughs> Amazing. Isn't it? He, was, yeah. he, was, he was a star. Because yeah. obviously... There's issues, isn't there, with Antarctica, you know, being a, an environment that we need to protect. protect. Yeah. And there's lots of evidence to show that 
people going to Antarctica makes you want to protect it more and the more mm. people sort of hear about it and see it blah 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 so there's good reasons to go and we went with a company called HX and they're really focused on making sure that they minimise any sort of impact yeah. on the environment and they're really strict and there's loads of really important rules that everybody like I didn't see anyone messing about and breaking mm. any of the rules yeah, and it's yeah. things like you have to wear special boots that they give you so you don't get any rubbish on the ice and you can't take anything with you on the trips out so not not even like a coffee cup or a tissue Snickers or no no snacks no Fuck. food no, no food at all. oh no you have to hoover all your clothes before yeah. you go so you don't even like no. dust doesn't fall out your pocket wow and you Scrub have to you can't your... like put your bag on the ground you can't sit down you can't you know do yeah. bloody snow angels like you whatever. weren't here we were never here yeah no. uh, if you if you do the overnight camping trip which I didn't do because you and I have spent a night at minus 25 don't need to do really that again don't need to do it again no you can't um, eat or do a poo while you're on the ice what if you need to go no that's, that's it mate zip lock bag do yeah. it do yeah. it in your jumpsuit you squeeze are your cheeks stuffed I mean, I, I was just like, I missed you a lot, but I was like, she wouldn't have liked that no, either. No, 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 no. When I've got to go, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> when you've got, and when you've got to eat, you've got to eat. I, I, I would not have wanted to be in a tent with you in Antarctica when you've not eaten for 10 hours. No, I'm not good for that. No. Most blokes pee standing up. This yes. is a fact, I'm sure you know. But when oh, you go... Yeah, that's very, that's a big generalisation, but okay. Well, yeah. when you go, when you go... How do you know that? Camping, overnight camping. Yes. You have to use the same... There's only one facility. And you have to sit down in full view of the rest of the party. There is a little porta potty yes, that they yeah, take for weeds. A little yeah. porta potty so you can go. But everybody sees you doing it. Again, you would not have enjoyed that, mate. No, I, I'm a private peer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a real, I'm a private person. I mean, I'm not that private, but yeah. that part of me I like to keep quite yeah. Even the, peng- well, the penguins see you as well. That's the th- can we talk about you going in the sea, Ellie? Oh, Yes. Can we talk about this? You went in the... Why? Well, I don't know. I'm a middle-aged woman. You've got to do cold water swimming at some point. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, So you're in Antarctica. You take your cosy. Yeah, Yeah. so you just go... You just strip down to like your swimming costume. So how cold was the water, technically? At 0.3 degrees centigrade. Flipping flips. Very, very cold. And... I knew that mentally, like there's a video on Instagram you can see, but you can see me just go, I'm just going to walk in. You really I knew that stomped if I, in, yeah. I knew that if I pissed about, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I stomped in and that was shocking. And then I swam about and I was like, just as I was starting to think, this is okay. I'm okay. This is fine. Like, like something in my head went, get out. Oh, like it was like a real primal wow. survival impulse just yeah. like get out get out get out and I looked at the shore and suddenly it seemed really far away oh that's a bit panicky and then my brain again like something kicked in and went nope just move just move don't stop moving keep moving keep yeah. moving keep yeah. moving swim it'll be quicker it'll be quicker and it felt like that bit felt like a, it was weird it felt quite a long time yeah but yeah then yeah then I was out and, and then yeah it was fine amazing so it's magic yeah. and and will you be doing that no no okay all oh, right yeah. I mean <laughs> People are telling me now just have like a minute of cold shower at the end of your shower, and then that you'll just be cut. I don't want. Or just enjoy your life. You I do just, know I'd have really rescued not. you. I would have rescued you had you actually panicked. You couldn't have rescued a then krill. You would have no. lost two of you. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, I've got so. great powers of survival. So what? will Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today... We're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. What were the highlights? Because you, you were having fun on your little ex- expeditions with amazing scientists. But then you had like daughter, father-daughter time where you were like... Playing backgammon. Playing backgammon, hang out. What was his name? Jean-Christophe. Jean-Claude. We so met, begged, oh, we yeah. some lovely people. We had some lovely people in our group. We travel journalists called Jean-Claude and lovely Penny. So Penny's a lovely Australian woman, Helen. Who knew? So when I missed you... I just oh. go and talk to Penny just to hear the accent. Say, I'm not saying all Australians are the same. No, I would be, they're very similar. Just say, just say yogurt, Penny. Come on, I'm, I'm back there. And there was a nice day on the last day. She and I went kayaking, which was really great. Oh. Um, sort of seals and because um, I couldn't see her, I was in the front of the boat. So I just hear her voice every now and again, and it was like you were there oh, with me. Jolly Australian. Everyone oh. needs one of those hanging around. Yeah, and oh, then there lovely. was um, lovely uh, Michael, and uh, yeah, he. Was was, he was a good laugh. And obviously Catherine, who we went to Everest with, and yes. her lovely husband, Martin. So we had a nice a little crew. game, a little international gang. Yeah, what was your highlight of the trip, Dad? Uh, well, I did win one game of backgammon, didn't right. I? Right, okay. wonderful. So I took of you to the, the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Trip of a lifetime, yeah. uh, and that's your best thing. No, 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 that's not true. No, it was very... the the, uh, the um, It was meeting a man called Christian, who was one of the scientists, who gave an illuminating lecture about climate change and about how countries are dragging their feet so much and it is appalling what's going on. Mm. Point, a point about the boat is very forward-thinking. The next boat they build is going to be solar-powered, yeah. wow. non-polluting, non-whatever. Uh, They're actually got design for this as well, you know. So solar the, the, panels yeah. on the roof. The boat we were in mm. is already like a step forward because HX was one of the first boat companies to get rid of um, stop using diesel and yeah, heavy amazing. fuel so yeah, they yeah. don't do that They're, the ship we were on is a hybrid ship so it lose, uses a lot of electric power and they have these, they showed us the batteries and the engine was I amazing. loved it yeah. these batteries and then they get to port and they basically just plug into the charger amazing. charge the boat yeah. and they go off and then they use like biofuel as well so it's a hybrid thing so um, yeah it was amazing to learn about all that can I just yeah. say so again so I took you to the other side of the world on a trip of a lifetime 
And the highlight for you is watching a lecture you probably could have seen on YouTube. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was seeing um, seeing the wildlife and seeing the different uh, uh, penguins and smelling <laughs> the different penguins. Oh yeah, what was the what was the smell? Describe the smell. Well, it's very sad because they they decide on an area where they're going to live, and it's just. It just becomes their toilet. Yeah. It's, it's Dad weird. was so upset about the penguins' toilet. Happened. Well, they just walk around in it all the they time. They do. They're a shit. I mean, oh, they, 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 they do. They're fucking penguins. Yeah. What, what are you bothered about? They have they to go in a freezing... They get, they get the front of the... You know, those lovely white things we associate with penguins. Yes. When you see them, they're not. They're covered in you-know-what. And they have to go in the water all the time to wash it off, you know. It's so sad. All know? right, David Attenborough. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, we, the real, that's the real environmental tragedy. That's the real takeaway. Shitty penguins. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll be honest, by about day three, I was over the fucking penguins. I was like, they, they stink. There's loads of them. I've, done, are, I've done penguins. They're, done. They're the pigeons of Antarctica. That's all they are. Well, the point with the poor old penguin is, oh, you shouldn't malign them like that. I mean, they're very successful publishers, and they actually need that they're, they're they're built to live in cold climes, and mm. they do very well at doing that and adapt to. I mean, six months a year, the place is pitch black, and they they don't go, they move away. They live there for those six months. Amazing. I have seen Happy Feet. I'm pretty. I'm pretty down with the. Uh, yeah. Down with all. Yeah. And then um, I want to ask Ellie about driving the boat. Oh, oh, talk us through. Yes. Oh. Then, so, who was the captain? So lovely, Cat Captain Bent Ivor Gangdale. He's from Norway, and uh, yeah, he he gave us a little tour of the bridge, so mm. we could see, and like all the like journalists were standing around like very seriously, <laughs> and everyone's like, and I was just like, can I sit in your chair? <laughs> Did you get to wear the captain's hat? Didn't have one. I was going. Oh. Oh. He said, I, "I said, yeah, you can sit in the chair and uh, you can uh, you can drive the boat <gasps> just for a minute." But isn't it? But isn't the steering wheel really tiny? It's like a little joystick. Yeah, yeah, like like the, like like the rim of a, a mug. Like it's yeah. tiny. Yeah. yeah. So he let me sit in his chair and then. Like, and the chair is so funny, right? So the chair is like in the bank of computers. Yeah. And then like you press a button and it goes. Like Patrick Stewart. And like, it moves backwards. Yeah, 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 like you're in you're in Star Trek. It, Amazing. It moves backwards like three metres, so you don't have to walk three metres to get in it. Oh. And Captain Bent was like, yeah, this is silly, really. This is not necessary. But then you get in the chair and then you sit down. And then, yeah, and I pressed the little stick, so I moved the ship like 10 degrees off course. And you could see the front of the boat just... And we hit an iceberg. We did hit an iceberg. <laughs> and then I moved it back. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, that's literally driving a boat. Pop that on your CV, Gibbo. It's, there it is. That's my new calling. World record holder and Antarctic ship captain. Yeah. So um, that, was, that was almost the best bit, but seeing the whales was the best bit oh for me. My, oh, yeah, that looks incredible. Whales, yeah. yeah. But, um, on a tiny yeah. little boat, yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was very sad because we got very close to them, and they, they, the the scientist who was with us said, "Well, now they're feeding because they're coralling mm. the krill and the phytoplankton. They're coralling," and and she said, "Oh, and the uh, calf is getting in the way." I thought, "What's new? The calf that goes with the mother everywhere." <laughs> mom, 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 yeah, mom, mom. Yeah, it's really messing it up badly, oh. you know. Oh, no summer amazing. for the whales tonight because of you sunshine you know amazing yeah. but that bit of the bay used to be really popular with whalers sadly because it was 
Yeah, because didn't you go? Didn't you see an old whale station at one? Saw an whale station. Yeah, that was horrible. Oh yeah, it was all broken down and rusty, and it was a bit sort of like Mad Max sort of. Well, it looked to me like a sort of Dulwich Cricket Club Seventh Eleven Pavilion, which has now fallen down. Mm. It was all very sad, and and it was literally just left to collapse. Mm. A bit like the West Pier at Brighton. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's what it was like. That's right, Antarctica. It's just like Brighton. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Let fewer pebbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No pebbles. No, no. no. <laughs> Lava Volcanic soil. Volcanic sand. Yeah. No, but you painted a nice picture. <clears throat> yeah. I, I yeah. get the, the desolation. Brighton has often reminded me of a disused whaling station, to be fair. <laughs> so yeah. that's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's got that vibe. Yeah. Oh, so, so what's next, lads? Where are you going to go next? Oh, did you? Because oh, I did well. like that when we were, we were in Everest, uh, Ellie, and we were freezing, we were starting to get blisters oh. on our hands. We were both going, never again will we go on a cold holiday that's hard work. Oh, it was great fun. It was, yeah. To be honest, it was much less hard work than hiking to Everest because we didn't have to walk for 10 hours a day apart yeah. from anything else. Did the toilet seat have frozen piss on it? Absolutely not, mate. No, nothing uh, like that. I think you made a good not. choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, well, funny enough, I was just, we were talking to Catherine on the WhatsApp last night, weren't we? And she was like, well, you know, Everest Base Camp. Antarctica where next and I said well I think we should go somewhere a bit warmer and more accessible like North Korea so that's, <laughs> that's next on the list but you've got exciting adventures coming up Thorne where are you going next uh, well uh, this year I so I um, I was going to call them readers I've been I've been influenced by you so I have done uh, three of the world marathon world majors whoop, whoop, whoop. And this year I'm aiming to do Boston and Chicago. So I've done five out of the six world (gasps) majors. And then just Tokyo. Then Tokyo to go. And then what I get at the end is a medal that is a culmination of the six medals together in a giant medal. That's amazing. And then I will be a world major. So, yeah, so that's where I'm going. I'm going to go to Australia uh, soon. And, um, yeah, so that's very exciting. And I have been asked by the London Marathon events people to lead a wave of 2,000 women for their 10k in September. Wow. I'm doing some running shit, so that's good. And and when you're away, um, yes, I clean my house, but I also, Ellie and I have known each other for nearly 11 years. She's been asking me to quit smoking, and I've quit smoking for a month. There you go. Look at me fly. Turns I'm out impressed. I feel quite good. That I is did, fantastic news. I did um, hypnosis. Did you? Yeah. How was it? Mm. Oh, really? I did it. I did it on Zoom actually, but I had to lie down on a bed and close my eyes, and then she recorded it. She put me on mute, uh, and then she's given me the recording, and I play that at night. Oh. And, it's, and honestly, it's, yeah, I know it's probably a bit wee wee. No, it's a word. It's just got off the Alan Clark book, doesn't he? Say so do Alan Clark. Oh, no, that's no. a totally different thing. But I've got I've got me patch been doing patches um, and things like that but I'm um, yes I'm on doing oh, you know for you anyway so no we're not going to have another drink actually I haven't mm. I haven't got like a I'm just I just thought I'd keep going until I don't know maybe we're on tour and I'll, I'll need a beer after the show <laughs> yes uh, I I I've not I've been doing damp January oh, so I I've not you. had I'm trying to keep I did have a glass of wine the other night when I got back from A&E with dad because all I've been drinking readers is tea pigs Oh, these tea pigs, honey and ginger. Because I've been on antibiotics. Oh. What happened to your face? Yeah, my face swell up. Swell up. I've got an abscess in my gums, readers. Uh, so I had to go to an A&E. Only seven hours, readers. 
and only only rescued by my daughter. Yeah, it turned out that poor daddy got there at noon, didn't tell us that he was in the hospital, so we didn't know until mum rang at like seven saying that he hadn't had anything to eat or drink for seven hours. So that oh, was... that's because the um, ordnance survey um, yeah, that... was wrong <laughs> and the pub had actually closed yeah. down. Oh. But then we saw the doctor is very nice and said yeah. there's nothing to worry about. And, he was excellent, uh, yeah. And we went home and yeah. then I had a glass of wine <laughs> and I am not sorry. No! I just had one. All I could have was a decaffeinated tea pig. I still can't drink <laughs> anything except these tea pigs. So is this the longest you've gone without alcohol? Yeah, probably. Look at you, Jim! Since I was 16 years old, Do I feel, How many days has it been? Five days or something? Yeah. Do you feel better for it? No. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a great podcast I know called Sort Your Shit Out. I was going to say, because it's, it's great, because I'm going to interview Stephanie for my for my book, because she's such because I, I love the podcast with you guys together, and um, Sort Your Shit Out, still very much available, evergreen. Might put an advert for it in this very podcast. Why not? Why, Why not? not? I'm the editor. I can do what I like. I can edit it. I advertise my own podcast on your podcast. You can't fucking stop me. No. When you've learned how to edit podcasts, perhaps you can advertise whatever the fuck you want. But no, I'm going to advertise my own podcast right now. Hello, it's Ellie here. Now, if you like the sound of my voice, and I don't know, maybe you do, you listen to this podcast, I'm starting a new podcast and it's called Sort Your Shit Out. And it's all about finding a bit of balance. Uh, Starting with alcohol. The first series is all about booze because basically I've decided I'm a bit of a pisshead and I'd quite like to drink a bit less. Uh, So I've got an actual expert to help me out. She's called Stephanie Chivers and she knows loads about this sort of thing. And also I'll be talking to loads of other experts and authors and, you know, funny people and just having loads of chats about you know how to yeah drink a bit less find a bit more balance and sort your shit out the clues in the name isn't it anyway it's out on the 9th of january 2023 have a listen if you like hope you like it (laughs) hi ellie here um yeah no that's brilliant oh and so have have you got a scummy mummy confession ellie apart from you know looking after your father in many ways i mean that whole experience was so traumatic i probably blocked everything out else out to be honest uh, yes, Dad, have you got a scummy mummy confession? Oh, my God, have I? Um, a confession, a confession. Your pants story is pretty well, scummy. Well, I, I did, uh, that some of my pants I wore three times. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> we did do that in an No, 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 there's no <laughs> we. There's did no that. we. I, did I packed a pair for each day plus two, <laughs> as the law dictates. <laughs> the law of the land. Every day plus two, that is correct. Helen, have you got a confession? Oh, have I got a confession? So I bought a, I got a, bought, I got a skip months and months ago, and I've been chucking things out. One of the grossest scummy things was that the skip was watertight, and there's been a lot of rainfall, right? And so (laughs) yesterday, um, the skip was being collected, and my neighbour Joy is amazing. She siphoned off. The pond water, Whoa. and it smelt like a sewer. And she said, "Don't worry, I'll put it down the street." And so all of my street smelt uh-huh. like a oh. pond. She siphoned it off. How publicly spirited of you! I know, oh, I know. Nice. Anyway, so the house is great, but my brother, who's been doing my building works, hasn't finished it. He's about eighty percent done, and the bathroom hasn't been done. And uh, I found mushrooms growing. In the downstairs loo, where there's there's gaps in the house, so I grew some sort of horticultural thing. It's gross. Anyway, that's a lot of wow. detail. Yeah. So we're you know 
uh, that's that done. But I'm very much looking forward to 2024. We are going on some really excellent adventures this year. We're going to Scotland. Did you know this, Jim? We're going to Dundee, Glasgow and Aberdeen. Yeah, in that's October. In October, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we right. tried to sort out a little tour of Ireland as well, but we're still mm. looking at venues and, and trying to work all that out. But we're trying to go to Ireland um, and Wales we're going to, aren't we? We're going... Swansea and Cardiff. Cardiff. So yes. are you saying I've got to spend three days driving to Dundee, Aberdeen with you two? No, other drivers are available. So, uh, uh, again, not a hostage situation, Dan. No, a trade employment, which you may decline in accordance with the laws of Britain. No, I need the money readers. That's the trouble. <laughs> for what? More pants. Yeah. <laughs> My Crystal Palace season ticket for next season. Oh, oh I, see. I see. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, we're really excited. And we're going back to a few favourites like Sutton Coalfield. Oh. Sutton Coalfield's a highlight. And Stockport. We're not going to Barking because there's dodgy concrete in the theatre. Yeah, so, so not until September. Really sorry. If you bought a ticket for Barking, we are coming back on the 26th of September, um, but contact the, the theatre. Because the you... show is so hysterical, you would probably have set off the area. It got yes, exactly crashed right. down on the it's, audiences. It's an environmental disaster. They were yeah. like, we can only put Ibsen on. But I think it all kicks off on the 28th of February with Chipping Norton and Tewkesbury. Oh, I'm really excited. Is that your phone? Jesus, yeah, he's had his phone on the whole time. What's right. the point? Oh, it's a phone. It's not. It's not the iPad because that's on aeroplane mode. Wonderful. Well, it's been a joy and a delight to have you back on the podcast, Jimbo. Yeah, I'm sorry about all the interruptions with my various technical devices, but I'm actually need. I have to stay in touch with my agent. Oh, I see. Because the call job. could come at any... After 76 years, that call from Hollywood, yeah. today yes. could be the day. Yeah. This you are it. going to be Superman. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get a job in 2023, so I might get one in 2024. What are you talking about? We paid you handsomely. You've got a fucking job. I mean, as a, as an interpretive creative artist. Oh. I'm not an equity member for nothing, you know, even though... No, it's like, £12 a month. Fucking yeah, yeah. daylight robbery. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear they do a, they do a wonderful service I believe in the unions yep. anyway uh, well that's it isn't it absolutely so, yes. well it's been I'm I'm glad you had a great time but I'm very glad you're back and safe oh, oh we well are. done yeah, thank you yes, yes we are, I had a safe. great time thanks for coming yeah. with me dad yeah oh, well, it was lovely it, it was, was lovely great. and you looked after me very well and I missed you Helen I really missed oh, you I missed you too we so many adventures together so it was definitely the first few days as well it was really weird I kept yeah. sort of sort of wanting to tell you things or looking at something oh. funny and then looking and then you weren't there I, I was know. like I don't like it it's weird oh. uh, but then I got over it it was fine I'm <laughs> glad Penny was a was a uh, she was wonderful so was Catherine of course and it was and yeah, lovely oh Ursula was a star so Ursula is one of the expedition leaders on the boat and she's an amazing woman Mm. she has crossed Greenland on foot twice wow so it takes 30 days and it's full like you pull your own sledge you pull all your shit you just eat you know things that are packets she is something else you just wear the same pants she sort I think for like 30 days yeah and, she can't get changed uh, and she's so but she's so just full of joy and light and fascinating fascinating facts and funny stories and I loved her she did remind me of you and I loved her so much and she's maybe we'll get her on the podcast oh know, I would love I could, that I could talk to her for days Ursula Geiger shout out to Ursula she's, uh, <laughs> she's a magic person Right. Well, well thanks for coming around doing the podcast, Dad. All right. Have you got enough there? You've got enough there, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Yes, yeah, speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Who are you? My readers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the end of a phone call. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.
Now, don't forget, uh, we've put your iPad off our airplane mode, okay? So you don't need to turn it can... back on. Right, yeah. But I'm not going on an airplane now, am I? <laughs> I'm going on the overground. Is there an overground mode? <laughs> oh, God. Um, again, long, long, long old two weeks. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.